0: Osweiler in trouble. Osweiler brought down Khalil Mack. Oh, here comes Belcher, Glitter without a helmet. J.J. Watt will always put his fingerprints on a game. Steps up and he's going to be hit from the side and he's going down. That's a sack. Darius Leonard, the maniac. What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Trench Warfare Podcast. I'm your host Brandon Thorne. This is presented by Blue Wire. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Thorne NFL. And today I wanted to talk about some of the best offensive lines in football through the first half of the season. We're not quite through the first half. This weekend will be week eight, but we're, we're pretty far along. And we have a really good idea, I think, at this point of what the top offensive lines in the league look like. If you follow my work on establishtherun.com, you'll know that I did a preseason ranking of all the 32 offensive lines in football. And so far, I think, for the most part, I feel pretty good about those rankings. Uh, there's a couple teams here and there that were very surprising, either in a positive or a negative way. But aside from those handful of teams, I think it was it was pretty accurate. Uh, but, you know, a couple of those teams just right off the bat, the Texans, I mean, they traded for Laramie Tunsil, and that obviously changed things. They were projected to go into the year with Matt Khalil starting left tackle, so to acquire Lamry Tunsil was, was a huge boost. And then, of course, uh, left guard was Titus Howard was possibly slated to play there. Um, Max Sharping has since taken over there and been, been pretty solid. Um, it, uh, he started off pretty well, but you know, he's, he's seen some good players as well and had his struggles. But I think that left side should remain intact uh, for the foreseeable future. Center's in place with Nick Martin. And then Titus Howard has settled in nicely a right tackle, so that's that's been a, a big change and, and it was an unexpected um, you know occurrence really, because I had them go, I had them, at, I believe, in the bottom two or three units coming into the league, so a lot has changed with them. And then the Raiders, so I had them somewhere in the mid 20s. I think they've been better than that for sure. A few things there. Richie Incognito came back from suspension. We knew he would after a couple of we- first couple of weeks of the season, but he's pretty much picked off, picked up where he left off in 2017 and been very good, uh, like Pro Bowl caliber. Um, so he's he's been excellent there at left guard, and then left tackle is the biggest surprise. Colton Miller has turned into, I would say, a pretty average starter at this point with some traits that are definitely above average, and if you watched him his last year at UCLA, and last year as a rookie with the Raiders, he was far from that, especially in pass protection. Uh, he's shored up a lot, his his pass set is, is, is revamped, and he looks a lot better, so big credit to him, big credit uh, to Tom Cable of what they've been able to put together there, and then, you know, I, I said in my explanation before the season that they had a lot of talent, but there was a high level of variance there, and I erred on the side of caution when that turns out that that was wrong. They've, they've been a, a very good unit so far. So those are two, two groups that have really surprised me for the, for the good. But I wanted to focus more on the top units, specifically the Saints, because I think what they've been able to do since Drew Brees went out in Week 2 has been pretty remarkable, and I think the offensive line plays a huge part in that. Now, coming into the year, I had them as an elite unit, uh, they were in my top three and so far you can make, I, I can make a strong case that they've been the, the best unit in the league. Uh, I'm not gonna give it away yet as far as how I'm going to have them ranked in that midseason update for established run, but they're gonna certainly be high up there. And I really think the biggest thing for them that stood out to me is Ryan Ramsick, excuse me Ramcheck, their right tackle from Wisconsin, uh, former first round pick. He was very good last year. But he's taken his game to even another level this year. So that really has given them, in my opinion, the best tackle duo in the league right now and probably for the foreseeable future as well. It's been incredible to watch what they've done in the run game and pass game. They've shut down some high-level rushers. And the whole unit really is just playing outstanding. Eric McCoy stepped in at center as a rookie, um, and he's really uh, replaced Max Unger. Um, in, in a way, I think that not many people were expecting. I think people thought he was going to be good. He had some really, you know, strong supporters out there. Duke Mannyweather had him as his best center in the draft. Uh, that's looking like a good call at this point. He, he's been uh, one of the best centers in the league, honestly. So, yeah, they, they've been an outstanding group, and you know that's led me to the guest this week. I'm going to bring on Teron Armstead, the left tackle for the Saints, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the offensive line as a whole, his performance, Ryan Ramchek, what's, what it's like playing with, with him and, and just on this team right now, get sort of a vibe of what's going on there. Um, and I think you're really going to enjoy that conversation. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is also impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, You'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and even ping pong and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up and it's free. Sports.axios.com Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And the best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, to try for free 99, do it. Go visit at sports.axios.com. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Everyone knows that men look better when their suits fit well. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. You could start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Alright everybody, I'm here with Saints left tackle, Teron Armstead. And I wanted to bring Teron on because of what the Saints have been doing this year. I think... They're one of, if not the biggest storylines in the league right now, and rightfully so. I mean, the quarterback, Drew Brees, future Hall of Famer, he went down in week two. Teddy Bridgewater came in, and they've won five straight. So uh, I'm excited for this conversation. But uh, Teron, welcome to the show, and thanks for doing this.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so far this season, I mean, you guys you've won five in a row since Teddy took over a quarterback and I think a big part of that has been the play of the offensive line, which I, I think, you know, coming in, I thought you guys were one of the elite units in the league and you guys have certainly you know, played up to that. And I think there's a strong case you guys have been the best unit in the league so far, just overall. And I think you guys have the best tackle duo right now going. So um, you know, with that said, though, what do you uh credit, you know, your guys' performance to so far and and how much of a part do you think that it's played in just the performance of the offense as a whole and, you know, what's allowed Teddy to get comfortable?
1: Um, I mean, I, I, I think we've we've uh, <clears throat> we've done a lot of things well um working together and uh, I think it's just been a, a progression for us um going starting from, from week one against Houston a really tough D-line, a tough defense and uh, moving to week two with the Rams, week three Seattle and I, I just think we've seen some, some really good defensive fronts and uh, we've had our challenges for sure we've had some some negative plays, some bad things take place but uh, I think the best thing we have done so far this year is um, progress and I, I think we are on a steady incline um, If you if you ask me I think that um, from week from week to week, the, the things that has has bothered us and, and hindered us um, the week prior, we've been doing a really jo- really good job of emphasizing that and and understanding the reason that that negative plate took place to prevent it to, from happening um, the next the next time.
0: Yeah. So, could you talk a little bit more, maybe? tell us one or two of those things that you're talking about without giving too much away? Is is it pass protection related, run blocking? Um, you know, Which one of those things do you think you guys have been a little bit more focused on?
1: Uh, I would say communication was the number one, um, especially early on. Uh, losing a guy like Max Unger, you know, long-time um, centerpiece uh, and, and then bringing in Eric McCoy, who's a rookie. The communication between – quarterback and uh center or quarterback and officer line it, it is extremely vital and valuable to, to each play so uh we have a quarterback change week two and so i think communication was our biggest our biggest uh glaring problem um uh, starting early on and then you know some uh as far as gameplay we we struggle with some with some stunts and and uh D line movement early on that I think we're doing a, a better job of seeing pre snap and and responding responding better as a unit.
0: Yeah, I remember that snap. I think it was against the Cowboys uh from McCoy late in the game where it was, you know, clearly a little a little late, I believe, or a little early. I can't remember which one, but um yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, you know, and that's you know, not a knock on him by any means, being a rookie and, you know, filling in big shoes and, you know, new quarterback, all that stuff. And all things considered, he's he's played really well, I think, just, you know, in general. But um, sure. I mean, yeah, and, and, and your performance specifically so far this season, I mean, last year, you know, we talked a little bit and uh, I thought last year, you know, you were having a career year. Um, Unfortunately, you had that injury, um, but wound up coming back strong. Uh, This year, again, you're off to just a great start, playing like maybe the best tackle in the league. Certainly have a strong case for that. Um, And you faced some really good competition, too. Uh, You know, Robert Quinn in Week 4, Shaq Barrett saw him, you know, in Week 5, and, you know, Barrett was kind of the talk of the NFL, and that kind of, you know, stopped after that game. Uh, And then week six against Jacksonville, you know, they have two really explosive rushers. And then last week against Khalil Mack and the reps that you faced him pretty much shut him down with no help. So, and then this week, I mean, this might be the toughest test, honestly. I mean, Chandler Jones, he predominantly lines up on your side. Uh, So that's going to be a a really, really fun matchup. But um, can you talk a little bit about Chandler and just some of the competition you've seen this year and, and maybe... Uh, like one of the games that stands out to you, and and what stands out to you about Chandler Jones?
1: Uh, t- Chandler's an <clears throat> excellent, excellent player, man. He's a he's a tough, tough challenge. He's hard to deal with for the for the entire day, for the entire day. He's a guy, um, a lot like Khalil Mack. When you have a guy that's that can beat you with speed and then and also beat you with power, you know, a lot of times from week to week it's one or the other. A guy likes to do either or, you know. But when you have those guys that can that can do both, it uh, makes it tougher to to game plan for and to to have a set plan for because you, I'm a guy that like to take away one thing the your know, your best thing, and when both of them are your best, you know it's kind of hard to kind of hard to do that. And he has a, a plethora of moves, um, different hand combinations, long arms, uh, extremely smart player. So yeah, Chandler is Chandler is he's an excellent excellent player for sure. And uh, you know we've we've seen some some great D lines and D linemen. Um, you know most of the top ones in the in the in the league already so far in these seven weeks. But you know he is definitely one of them.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the fact that he predominantly plays over your side as well, I think, is what kind of you know, separates him a little bit from Mac. You know, a guy who you know moves around maybe a little bit more than Chandler does. But um, yeah, Chandler Jones with that long arm and he's so unorthodox in his movements and really kind of gives you mm-hmm. a lot of deception. You know, before you guys you know come into contact. And yeah, I mean, I know we've talked about guys being you know you know inside or outside hand type of guys. With him, it's kind of difficult because, like you said, he can win pretty much, you know, inside, outside, down the middle. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be a, a great one uh, for me to watch uh, for sure. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Ryan Ramchek on the opposite side. You know, I mentioned that I think you guys have the best duo in the league, certainly one of the best. And I think the the jump that Ramchek has made so far has been pretty significant. I mean, he was good last year for sure, but this year just, I mean, You know, maybe the Rams game was, if you had to pick one, I think was maybe a game that was a little bit down for him. But the rest of the games, I thought he was, you know, maybe the best right tackle in the league. Um, Can you talk a little bit about him? I read an interview you did uh, just probably in the last week or so talking about his preparation being really impressive and things like that. But um, could you just expand on that a little bit and talk just what you've seen from him and kind of just what's impressed you so much about him?
1: Uh, Ramchek has been great. He's been great since he walked in the building. Honestly, um, <clears throat> so I was extremely impressed with his level of professionalism. Uh, being so young, you know, just as a rookie, the way he went about his business and and um, how coachable he was. You know, he he have a play and, and you tell him something, you give him a quick coaching point, and then the, the next play you see it. You know, that's not always the case, and uh, it's a lot harder to do than than to say. So, um, and the the way he prepares is, is another thing, but that, that goes into his level of professionalism being year three now, but he, uh, he's really smart. He's really cerebral and the way he game plans and he always has a plan for the, for the guys he's that, that he's going against, um, a lot like myself and we, we definitely discuss all those things on a weekly basis, but, um, He's not just—he's not just a guy that's, that's just going out to try to get in the way. No, he's—he's um, he's preparing to, to win his matchup, to do his job at the, the highest level, and uh, he's extremely impressive. Uh, he's a great, great young player, and he's going to be great for a long time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's fascinating to me to, to think about how guys prepare during the week. As somebody from the outside, who doesn't really get to see that. It's just fascinating, and I just wonder like do you guys do you guys watch film together and discuss things on film? Are you guys looking at guys' technique and moves and things like that and just forming your game plan that way and how what does that look like for you guys during the week?
1: yeah, um so I run the o line meeting on Monday where we watch our previous game, make corrections, and then we watch a game of the the new opponent in. You know, I've been I've been in the league for a while now, so most of the guys I've seen already. And you uh, know, I, I try to break down film, and if anything that I feel helped me or didn't help me going against a guy, I'll share that with Ryan, of course. And then um, as we go on, as we're game planning and, and finding finding our our game plan, I, you know, I ask him what he's thinking, what's his set plan, and we just bounce ideas off each other. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing, or no, I was thinking. You know this and this, so uh, we just try to help each other. That, that's for everybody on the on the entire line, and it's it's, it's more than just me and him. Um, you know the the three guys in the middle too, uh, are all a part of that. The quarterback, tight ends, everybody's a part of that for sure.
0: Right yeah for, uh, that's awesome I, I appreciate all the insight and thanks for doing this I don't want to keep you much longer I know you know it's, it's the week and you, you guys want to you know prepare and just kind of have your time so thanks again for doing this and I can't wait to watch you this Sunday
1: no problem man I appreciate you and we, we appreciate your opinion on us as a unit uh myself as an individual really appreciate it man you do a great job all right
0: man I appreciate that and uh take care
1: thank you